God bless you. Hey, make sure you tell everybody in Chile hello for me, right? How about this one right here? Devilish Angel by Marty Obey and Malik Malo. Tonight on the Animal House Radio Show, veteran actor Danny Trejo. That's right, Machete is going to be live in the house hanging with the wild thing. He's going to be talking about his new book, Trejo's Tacos, Recipes and Stories from L.A., his amazing career, his new album, Chicano Soul Club, Volume 1, and so much more. And it all happens right here, right now, on the Animal House Radio Show. I see heaven in your eyes. You ain't never on the skies. You devilish Stations are tuned in to 5, five four, four, three, three, two, one, 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 one. We have ignition. Strap in. You're about to listen to the Animal House. You're nothing but an animal. Your mother's an animal. Show your food. You're an animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. They're animals anyway, so let them move their souls. by the hosts, callers, and guests are not those of Animal House Radio. Some of the material broadcast on Animal House Radio may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, this is Kelsey Grammer. Hi, this is Katie Segal. Hi, this is Joe Elliott. Hey, it's Rick Springfield. Hey, this is Tommy Chung. Hi, this is Carol Burdett. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to the Animal House Radio Show. And if you're not, you're a communist. Get her done. <laughs> All right, everybody, it is 8.04. Joining us now, this man is a legend in Hollywood. He's an actor, he's an author, he's a producer, and to me, he's a modern-day hero. Hollywood's quintessential bad guy. Please welcome for the first time on the Animal House Radio Show via American Forces Network, Mr. Danny Trejo. Thank you. God bless you. God bless our armed forces, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my honor. You have a new book out. That's why we got the chance to speak to you today. Um it's called Treos Tacos. Yes. Yeah. We had a lot of fun writing it and uh, a lot of fun putting it together. And uh, uh, it's actually doing pretty well. It's selling like hotcakes. Yeah. What made you do a cookbook? Well, you know, we started a restaurant and uh, that was by accident. But, but uh, so and then that kind of took off. And then the, the recipes in it, everybody loved them. So they would constantly be asking, you know, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? One of my business partners asked Shaw, "Let's do a cookbook." So, you know, we uh, we put it together, and uh, the uh, customers love it. So, I'm signing a lot of cookbooks. Oh wow! Are these are these uh, recipes from your family, or, or that were handed family, down? Family handed down, made in the restaurant. You know, from all over. But uh, we're really proud of them. And I know everybody's going to enjoy that. Now, let me ask you a question. I got this already. They're starting in the chat room with us. They're like, while you're making these tacos, use a machete. <laughs> <laughs> They've got pictures of me using a machete. And it's funny because I did a uh, Top Chef and it's airing right now. And uh, it was funny because I uh, they handed out machetes. All the chefs had to use machetes. So that was kind of cool. Danny, 
The road to Hollywood wasn't easy for you. You had to go through hell to get there. You were imprisoned for a while, and then you helped drug-addicted teens, and then you found yourself on the red carpet. That's quite a story. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I never really thought about being an actor. I mean, uh, uh, when I came out of prison in 1969, I, I, uh, I, I boxed for a while. I, I fought club fights because I couldn't get a license, you know, because of the criminal record. And so uh, I clubbed, fought for a while, and then I thought, well, this ain't going to work, you know. And uh, uh, I got into uh, drug abuse, helping people with uh, with addictive problems, and it seemed to work out. I, I still do that. I work for a Western Pacific Med Corp, and we have 13 detoxes throughout the city, so so I'm still doing that. And uh, uh, coming into acting, I, I was being an extra, you know, but just that's just for an extra 50 bucks. I had no, uh, what do you call it, like no idea of, you know, being uh, like an actor. Uh, 50 bucks was cool. And, uh, it was just to earn some and money, I, right? Um, yeah, that was just what it was about. And then I ran into a friend of mine that I was in prison with, a guy named Eddie Bunker, who was a writer. Unbelievable. You want to read some great books? Read them by Eddie Bunker. Uh, Education of a Felon is probably one of the best criminal novels I've ever read. And uh, and so uh, I ran into him on a movie called Runaway Train, and he had saw me fight. And I said, no, I'm training, man. I'm 40 years old, 1985. I said, you know, I don't want to get hit in the face anymore. So he <laughs> said, we need somebody to train one of the actors how to fight. And I asked him, what's it pay? Because I'm making 50 bucks for acting like a convict. And oh, he says that scale was 320 a day. Oh wow! So when he said when he said they'll pay a three twenty a day, I said I thought you know he was mad at somebody and wanted me to kick their ass, and he goes, "No, you got to be careful, Daddy. This actor might sock you." I said, "Shit! For three hundred twenty bucks, give him a stick." <laughs> I started training an actor named Eric Roberts out of box for a movie called Runaway Train, and the director saw that me and Eric got along, and he would do whatever we told him. So. You know, you hired me. That's amazing. And we had Eric on a few months ago. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. He's very down to earth. I mean, you're the role model of all role models. The way you turned your life around, that's what it's all about. Um, You know, and, you know. Well, in order to be a success in anything. If if alcohol and drugs are a problem, you've got to get them out of your out of your out of your life, and that was my problem. I, alcohol and drugs. I I don't ever think I committed a crime that that had to do with alcohol or drugs. You know, so you know, I got those out. I got under a twelve step program, and uh, it, you know, my sponsor, a guy named Frank Russo, Frank Russo, Frank Russo, and I say that because he told me never to mention his name, and uh, <laughs> he, you know, he says, "Hey, your life will get better," and it just boom, 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 boom. You know, it just kept getting better the more you give the more you get everything good result of helping someone else absolutely it's you know i'm a, i'm a big believer in that you do good it comes it's all about karma to me you know absolutely and uh, i mean i share the same thing with you i had a rough road growing up because my dad was one of those those mob guys and i thought that's what i wanted to do and i it was a jackass when i was younger you know you don't think you think <laughs> you know you're full of piss and vinegar and then you know as you get older you get wiser but it's a shame i i regret it but i don't regret it it's not it's not something i'm proud of but you know it's kind of who we are my son it's funny because i play the bad guy in every movie and it's funny my son did a film called from a son and uh he he directed it and and produced it and and it was funny because he made me play a dad it was the first time that i've ever really had to like act you know i mean i don't you don't have to act like you be a dad but but i wasn't the bad guy and every time i would say a line be too gruff 
he would his joke was, uh, here, you want my wallet? I go, come on, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Dad, you it sounds like you're saying, give me your wallet, you know. So so I, and we was like, so all of a sudden, give me your wallet. I had to like like change. So he really did a great job with it. But if you ever get a chance, look it up on the internet. It's called From a Sum. I sure will. And you want to know something, Danny? It's funny you should mention that because I was going to mention this a little later on in the interview, but I love everything you do. To me, you have the Midas touch. Everything you do is great, but there was one, and it was, I think it was, you did an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. You played a guy named Joe who was an ex-con. He was, I think he was a gang member, but he turned his life around. And I almost cried during that episode because it was so heartwarming. But as an actor, I mean, I know you're happy to be working because you're a humble guy. You're, you're every day guy you're not you know excuse the expression you don't walk around thinking your shit don't stink but do you ever say hey look you know i love doing these these horror movies these bad guy movies but I, I, there's a lot more to me you know let me tell you something i was like content you know, just keep on i was work i'm a worker i love it my son was actually the robert rodriguez first of all he made me a a good bad guy or, or whatever you with a machete and and uh and spy kids you know and desperado uh, but but uh i was kind of a Somewhat good guy in Machete, even though I killed everybody. But <laughs> yeah. my son it, it was the one that said, no, you know what, Dad? You're a lot more than that. So, so he actually got me into, uh, you know, playing a dad, playing like a real kind of warming dad. It's an amazing movie. And like I said, I'm really proud of it. It's the first time I've really been proud of my acting ability. You know what I mean? But, but, uh, but. <laughs> You know, I remember even when I was an extra, when I became SAG as basically a glorified extra, the director would see me at first he'd say, take off your shirt because of my tattoo. And I'd take off my shirt and I'd be standing there. And then he'd say, hey, say something like intimidating or I'd yell out, you know, hey, I'm killing all of you. you (laughs) And oh, God, that's great. So, I mean, that stuff was like... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and uh and so you know but but when when gilbert would like i said when my son did this is like man i thought wow this is amazing but again it's like i i work you know and i get hired to work and if a producer wants me to be a bad guy that's what i'll do you know i, I there's a lot of uh it's like every time every time i go to the gym i i, I see guys that are in weights waiting to be a, a leading man you know you know what i mean and yeah not me, I work. You know, give me it. You know, I'll play a tree if you want me to. <laughs> no, it's true, though. You know, it, leading men come in all shapes and sizes, and especially nowadays. It's not just, it, they're not all Ken dolls, and the women are not all Barbie dolls. It could be, you know, average, you know, hero. And like I said, you're a hero to so many people. But as a, as a father, how does it feel that your son is uh, following in your footsteps? You know what? My son has, like, like overloaded my footsteps. He he, he's like a... You know, I'm an actor. I'll get in front of the camera and know exactly what to do and blah, blah. He learned, and I took him. He's got a great look. I took him with me all the time because I wanted to put him in front of the camera. He learned camera angles. He learned lighting. He learned everything. He knows everything. He's is like a student of film. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And I, I had a, I had a, I was doing a movie called Machete, right? And yeah. uh, Robert De Niro was with me. And, uh, and we went to dinner with Robert De Niro and, uh, he was like 18 then, and and, uh, and my daughter, you know, hey, you guys be cool with Robert De Niro. The first question Robert De Niro asked was about some director that, uh, you know, some French director that did a lot for cinema or something, right? And, uh, you know, director Schmechter, I don't know. But my son started answering him, you oh, know, man. I couldn't even pronounce the name. And they started talking. The rest of the evening, Robert De Niro and my son 
disgust filmology or what do you call Wow, man. Oh, wow. And he just knew it. You know, and you know, me and my daughter, we just played with our forks. And uh <laughs> literally and so Robert De Niro gave my son the key to the uh archives at uh UT, you know, University of Texas. You know, and, and he got to go in there and see all the all the stuff. My I, my son's got De Niro's cell number. I don't even have that. But that that comes from from knowing. You know, he he, he I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I know how to act. Cool, that's good. He learns everything. You know? Yeah, he so took it. Awesome. It, he so took it a couple of more steps. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I noticed that you get to work with a, a lot of directors. Tap you for multiple projects, and I think that's got to be a testament to your acting. I mean, besides the fact that you're enormously talented and there's chemistry, but you always seem to develop a chemistry with a few different directors. That and then we always see you with. Their, within their projects well you know one of the first things one of the first things that i learned is that uh directors get hired to direct actors get hired to act cinematographers get hired to shoot film and and, and so it's like i that's the attitude i go in there with now i might have a great idea but i'll pull the director aside and say hey, hey what do you think about this and if he says no no i got it okay cool because that's not what i got hired for you, you understand? Yeah, now, I've, had, yeah. I've had a lot of directors pull me aside and say, Danny, what do you think? And then I'll I'll do somewhat of a, I forget what the name of it is, but but like in heat, oh, consultant, like, you know, yeah. as a consultant in in heat, me and Eddie Bunker got hired as, as a, uh, armed robbery consultants. And, so, <laughs> and then I ran into Uncle Man and he gave me a job. You had so many projects that were put on hold, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to seeing you on the big screen again. But is there oh. something that you've done that you're proud of, and you say, "I'm glad I was a part of this"? That, that's near and dear uh, to you. You know, what? I would have loved. I would have loved Machete, even if I wasn't in it. Just that's my kind of action. Jessica Alba killed like eight people the first four minutes or something. It was like a great movie. The movie Heat. I got to work with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer. That so that pushed my stock way way up it's like it's like being in the minor leagues and all of a sudden getting pulled up at the world series you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it was like these guys i was in awe of these guys oh. Oh, i mean de niro oh god you know what i mean it was like and it's funny because my son met robert de niro on heat my son was nine years old i think oh. and uh i ate uh, gilbert this is Robert De Niro, and a, a, a Bob is my son Gilbert. And Robert De Niro goes, "Hi, Gilbert, my son, nine years old." Goes, "You talking to me? You talking to me?" <laughs> oh, Robert De Niro died. He just could not. They became pals. You know? Oh my God! When you have to work on a movie like that with Robert De Niro or somebody, I mean, you, I know you're very humble about it, but you're an A-lister to a lot of people. Is, uh, is there added pressure for you when you have to work with somebody like that that you might have idolized? My, <laughs> My my agent, stop asking for autographs, Dan. Oh my <laughs> god! Are you kidding? Shit! I got a I got a picture of me and Robert De Niro on my wall. You know what I mean? It's like so. I I have never. I don't know how to say it. I got into this thing by accident. You know, these guys that went to school and know this and 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 know the ideology of it. You know what I mean? And I'm just I just got a mug. And I remember Eddie Bunker saying, "Danny, your mug is gonna get you over." You're going to work for a long time just on your mug because you look like you're doing something wrong. And <laughs> so, so it worked for me. And I remember the first time I ever got interviewed by a girl fresh out of interview school, right? And, and she was very, very Chicanismo, you know, very, uh, she says, Danny, don't you feel you're being uh, 
stereotype. And I thought about it. I said, what are you talking about? She says, well, you're being typecast. And I says, as what? And she says, well, you're always playing the mean Chicano dude with tattoos. And I thought about it. I remember raising my shirt saying, I am the mean Chicano dude with tattoos. <laughs> That's funny. That is so You funny. know, so I'm going, I'm going with what I got. You know, like all the Ken dolls that are working, they're going with what they got. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be a Ken doll if, if they didn't look the way they look. I'm never going to play a Ken doll, okay? Absolutely. But I might get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's never been a problem. I, I, you're the, I could tell just from talking with you, you don't care if you don't play the Ken doll. You're happy because, like you said, you got into this by accident. And let me tell you something. For, this is some accident because you forged an amazing career that some people can only dream of. Yeah, oh, I know. That's one of the reasons why I am so great. Every morning I wake up, I ask, Dear Heavenly Father, let me sign every autograph. Let me take every picture. Well, because what a blessing you've given me just to make somebody's day. Did it with a picture? Thank you. And they're going to go back to Bogalusa, Louisiana. Go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a blessing. God, man, thank you, Lord. Well, I tell you what, though, we were supposed to come out and see you in March at the uh, Monster Mania, but I'm going to come out and see you in August because I know that they rescheduled it. But yeah, I uh, will do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And anytime you're in L.A., stop by my restaurant. Say you know me. Trails Tacos, Trails Cantina. <laughs> now, Dan, <laughs> I know I want to try. I'm, you know what? I'm in New Jersey here, and you know because of what's going on, we can't get nothing right now. But that disgusting franchise, what I'm not even going to say the name of, because <laughs> that's not even real food to me. Yeah. But so, what went into the the cookbook, and what was the timing for it? You know what? It, it was. It almost started. Like I told you, everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I was. I did a favor for this director, a low budget movie, right? And they couldn't even make half my rate. And uh, and usually that's what you settle for. I'll settle for half my rate. I got this ridiculous rate. Right. Just don't tell anybody. And uh, <laughs> and and so they couldn't, you know, they had no bread. And, and uh, uh, I asked my agent, Gloria, what are they giving us? Oh, they'll give you a sandwich. And I, okay, so we did it. And while I was doing this movie, one of the producers, a guy named Ash Shaw, he realized that I like good food. I eat good food. I'll, you know, if... Uh, if I don't like the caterer, I won't complain. I'll just bring my own stuff, you know. And, uh, and uh, because because there's a, because this caterer is feeding a whole bunch of people, and just because my taste is different, I'll bring my own food. I, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? And yeah. and, uh, and so he says, hey, "Danny, what's up with you? You like good food?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I'm going to be 76 years old. I, I eat good, you know." And uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, "At the time, I was going to be like I think I was 69 or something, 70." And uh, he says, Danny, why don't you open a restaurant? Jokingly, I said, Trails Tacos, because me and my mom always talked about it. You know, about in the 50s, women didn't work. Right. You know, and my dad was a Mexican Archie Bunker. So every time we talked about a, a taco phone, he'd go something like, hey, I got a brand new O'Keefe Mara right there. Go cook something. Don't you? I mean, he <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like mom was getting out of the house. You know? Right, right, yeah. So were, uh, yeah. I said, Trails Tacos, and two... Movies later, he brought me a uh, a business plan, and me being the brilliant businessman, I immediately gave it to my agent Gloria and said, "Here, check that out." You know, because if if something doesn't have three killings in the first four pages, I don't want to read it. You know, so, right, right. So, well, yeah, I'll read a script in a minute, but you know, and she says, "Not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal for you. You know, they're not asking for this much up front, and and." Uh, 
this process. Let's do it. So we opened up uh, a little trails tacos on on La Brea. Then we opened up. Right now we have eight locations and a donut shop. Friday I think I'm delivering uh, food to the homeless with uh, oh, uh, Gavin Newsom, our our governor. I want to get back east. I know we're going to Denver next, and then uh, Denver wants us. New York wants us. San Antonio, Texas wants us, and uh, uh, Hawaii. Can't wait for Hawaii. Uh, well, Colorado's going to be good because people get the munchies and they'll eat Trails tacos. <laughs> so, um, if people want to get the book, it's where is it available on Amazon? Yeah, that's one of the books on Amazon. Where the books on Amazon? Amazon. Yeah, and Barnes and Nobles. Oh, Barnes and Nobles. Okay. So we uh, we received a letter from Lance Corporal J R Ramos. He's in the Middle East. He's in, with the, in the United States Marine Corps, and he saw that you were going to be on, so he emailed us, and he wanted me to. It's, I'm, so I'm going to share this email with you, dear Mr. Trejo. My name is J.R. Ramos. I am a lance corporal in the United States Marine Corps, and I wanted to just send you a quick thank you for being such a positive role model for all of us around the world, and even more especially for young Latinos. I know as a soldier, the world thinks of us as heroes, and that's a wonderful feeling. But I'm just doing my job for the country I love. I heard about your heroic deeds that you did by saving the baby in the car in August of 2019 and to me that's a real hero and he says lastly I, I just want to thank you so much for making such great movies that help get us through our time away from our families and it says God bless J.R. Ramos for him calling me a hero is uh, is unbelievable it's just so humbling because he puts his life on the line every day. We love you guys. You guys are like, you know, that's it. You're the front line. I'm going to call upon you around the holidays because we do something special every year with all our celebrity guests for the truth. Maybe we can get you back on. Thank you so much. Danny, thank you so much. God bless you. you. Keep making those movies and uh, hopefully we'll see you in August. I got a new album out. It's called Chicano Soul Shop Volume 1 and it's featuring Baby Bash, Frankie J, and also Tara New. And we also have a single out that is unbelievable with Tara and uh, Baby Bash. And then I have a fighter that I want everybody to look up. Her name is Senisa Estrada, 108 pounds. She's WBC and WBA champ of the world. Unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Look her up. God bless you guys. Thank you, Danny. God bless continued success. Thank you. All right. We'll see you all next week. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. If you decide to go to the park, don't be a jackass and ruin it for everybody. Just just get some fresh air. Spend some time with your family and uh you know enjoy it because it's it's all going to be over soon because this we're we're gonna, we're going to come out of this so uh jersey strong i'll see you all next week this is the animal house radio show